are listening to Life Over Coffee. I am Rick Thomas. Thank you so much for joining me for this podcast. I have a heavy, sobering, sad podcast that I'm going to share with you, and so I'm just going to jump right into it. This is episode 202, and as always, I don't discuss these things on social media platforms, and so if you want to talk to me about it, you can do that by going to our website, rickthomas.net, and you can click on our forums, and I'll be glad to discuss anything that you want to talk about, whether it's this podcast or perhaps something else. But if you want to chat with me about anything, you will need to do that on our free community forums. Get your username and password, and you're good to go. If you are a supporting member of our ministry, you can do that on our private forums. This is episode 202. The title of it is The Reason I'm No Longer Part of the IABC. The IABC is the International Association of Biblical Counselors, and that's why I say this is a heavy, sobering, and sad podcast. The reason I'm sharing this with you, well, there are several, but one of the reasons that I'm sharing this information with you is because we became a training center for the IABC, International Association of Biblical Counselors, two years ago. And what I did, somebody asked me, why, Rick, why are you part of the IABC? They knew that my teaching, our gospel-centered focus on things, was just a little bit different than what they had experienced with the IABC. And then this summer, 2019, I, uh, on it during our travels, uh, I had two individuals ask me a similar question. A, a pastor of a Presbyterian church said, Rick, I, I, why are you part of the IABC? And and he, too, knew that what I teach, because actually he is a supporting member of our ministry, and he's been following us for a long time, and he reads and listens to our teaching, and he was just curious as to why we would be part of that organization. I'm not saying the organization is unbiblical, but our teaching is just a little bit different. IBC can be, uh, at times, behavioristic and legalistic in some of their counseling. Not all, but some and he knew that there was a different flavor than what I taught, and so he wanted to know why I was a part of them. And then uh, another person that I ran into, I had a a lunch with, and a biblical counselor, and she told me that the reason she became part of IABC is because I did. I was a training center for IABC, and that was good enough for her. And so as I began to reflect on some of the questions that were coming to me personally, and then This last one, they're doing it because I did it, and that makes it okay. Well, that becomes a big deal for me. We train our students in our mastermind program that who you are is more important than what you do. We're not a pragmatic ministry where we're filling slots, and it really doesn't matter the type of person that you are. Character does matter. Anytime that we do leadership development or leadership assessment, rather, the first things that we're looking at is a person's character, not their gifting. As I say, sometimes you can be the the most amazing pianist in the entire world, but you, your marriage is horrible or uh, your character is not that great. Well, guess what? You don't get to play because character is always more important than any kind of gifting or ability that you might have. And so as I begin to 
get involved with the IABC, I begin to discover some things, and I'll share those things with you as we move along. But the International Association of Biblical Counselors, IABC, is a counseling organization that began in 1988. I think that is the correct date, but they began in the 80s. And I have been part of this organization off and on since about 2000. When I say off and on, I'll, I'll explain that in a moment, too. I am no longer associated with them, and that's why I'm explaining this to you uh, in this podcast. Now, if you, well, before I get into my reasons why, let me give you a brief history of the IABC. Four people incorporated the IABC as a 501c3, that is a nonprofit organization, in Oklahoma in the late 80s. And that 501c3 is still active there today. And then a little bit later, the IABC was given to Ed Bulkley, uh, the pastor of Life Fellowship in uh, Westminster, Colorado. It was given to him in a shoebox. And when I say that, that's pretty much a literal statement, a box of sorts. We, we say shoebox. I've heard that said many times, and I've interviewed Ed Bulkley on this podcast, Life Over Coffee, and and he shared that story. He has shared it with me personally as I've uh, talked with him when I was out at Westminster at one of the IABC conferences. The IABC that was formed in Oklahoma, it started for good reasons, obviously, and and then they just wanted to give, they didn't want to run it anymore, and so they gave it to Ed, and so they gathered up their things in a box and gave it to him, and then Ed uh, took it under his wing and his uh, leadership. But instead of being a 501c3, as it was in Oklahoma, it became an auxiliary ministry of Life Fellowship using Life's, Life Fellowship's 501c3 status. And so that would be like a ministry out from under a church. The church is over it, and you are inside that church's uh, 501c3, their nonprofit status, rather than having your own. We, uh, our ministry is a 501c3. We are a parachurch organization. So what Ed did is he brought a parachurch organization inside Life Fellowship, but maintained both 501c3s, as I understand it. But now he's using Life Fellowship's 501c3. There is no known paper trail, from what I understand, for this handoff from Oklahoma to Life Fellowship or it becoming an auxiliary ministry of Life Fellowship using their 501c3. Now, let's fast forward. Last year, Ed Bulkley resigned uh, from his pastorate of 40 years of Life Fellowship, and it was after this that things were brought to light from his family and staff at the church that moved the church toward church discipline. And so Ed Bulkley was put in a church discipline process. We're talking about Matthew 18. And the church began with removing him from all teaching and leading responsibilities, and it eventually led to the Bulkley's leaving life fellowship on the eve of the final stage of church discipline. I've talked with one of the elders at Life Fellowship recently, and he was very clear to me that Ed has always been in a church discipline process from the beginning, 
and it has gone the full length of Matthew 18, and I asked specifically, is he being treated like a Gentile? They said yes, they have made it public. It is a public awareness uh, that Ed Bulkley has been excommunicated from the church. Well, during this process, things began to devolve on the IAC, IABC board to where four of the five men resigned. Now, eventually, all five men resigned from the board. One recused himself. Ed Bulkley was on the board. There were four other men on the board, and they all left. Now, this result, these first four men leaving, this result left Kevin Hurt, who is a pastor in Georgia and the executive director of uh, the IABC, and I have also interviewed him on this podcast, and I've interacted with him a great deal. But the result of the four men leaving over these detention that came on the board because of the Ed Bulkley situation with Life Fellowship, it left only one board member. Now, of course, that means that there is no board because it's illegal to have a a board of one person, you, a 501c3 board, you have to have more than one person. And so what Kevin Hurt did is he moved the IABC from Westminster, Colorado. Now, is an auxiliary ministry of life fellowship, but it still had its own 501c3, if you're following this. And so he moved it to Georgia and he brought it up under his church, and he created a board of his elders. And so the original IABC board for the five men resigned. Kevin was the last person standing. He brought it to his church in Georgia. His elders became, he and his elders became the uh, board of the IABC. Now, shortly after that, the IABC Training Center Directors. I'm a Training Center Director. A Training Center Director, there's 30-something of them, a, a training, maybe 40, but there's the Training Center Directors. Uh, we are the people that train individuals, candidates who, who want to be certified in biblical counseling. And so they come to a training center, they express their wishes to be certified. They go through a process of certification. Eventually, hopefully, they are certified, and they become a certified member of the IABC. Well, the board has dissolved, basically, and then it's moved to Georgia, and now the elders and Kevin Hurt are over the IABC as far as a board is concerned, and that is when the IABC Training Center directors stepped in. That would be me and 30-something other people. And what we did at that time, we're talking about March of 2019, what we did is we commissioned a transition team of eight people to serve as a temporary board. And so we were, uh, as training center directors, we, we voted that we, what we want to do is we want to create a transition team, and they will help us to reconstruct and reorganize uh, the organization because we had no legal representation and so the training center directors ask this, we, me and the other 30-something people, we asked this transition team to lead the organization until we could vote for a board once they accomplished the essential restructuring of the organization. So what we wanted to, what we wanted to see happen 
is we wanted to see the transition team get inside of all these things that have happened with it with IABC find the paper trail do the financial accounting and and see all the and see all the things that have been happening and how did we get to this point and then how we can uh, pull ourselves out of this deep hole that we are in and so that was the transition team's responsibility and so once the transition team was put in place and we began moving forward we had already uh, voted on some actions and we were moving forward and that was probably in we were in april by this time at that point uh, kevin stepped off the board and so he was the fifth guy and he did step off the board um and in fact i have a note here from one of our we were having zoom meetings and in our zoom meetings uh, tim russo a training center director he said quote may i ask for clarification is Kevin still a board member? Is he still the VP of IABC? And then Howard Eric said, no, he recused himself. And so now we officially have no board whatsoever, no, none of the old board. And that's why I said earlier that all five of them eventually resigned. Four of them resigned before the training center directors stepped in. And then Kevin recused himself. And so now the transition team is leading the organization and trying to figure out what has happened so that we can rebuild. And then, and I'm not sure how this happened, uh, but Kevin stepped back in and he reappeared again as a as an active board member. He hired a lawyer is what, is, is what happened. And he reappeared and then... Ed Bulkley also came back on the board, and Ed, too, resigned because in those training center direct director meetings, um, Kevin Hurt said this. Uh, he said, quote, due to these issues, Ed is no longer serving with us as president or as a member of the IABC board. I spoke with him just this past week and asked for his resignation, and he gladly tendered it because he cared more about reconciliation, the reconciliation issue and more of what this situation may do to the impact of IABC. Now, he did step off the board, and he's no longer the president. He did not gladly tender his, rec rec uh, his, his resignation, <clears throat> Kevin was altering the truth right there because we saw his resignation and he was going away fighting and screaming, but that's, a, that's another story. And so all of a sudden, Kevin reappeared on the board and Ed was on the board too, and then they asked Holly Andrews, who is Ed Bulkley's daughter, to be on the board. And so, and so now we have the transition team that's leading the organization and they have basically been set aside and we have a new board again. And this is Kevin Hurt, Ed Bulkley and Holly Andrews. And what they did is they handpicked a board of their preference to lead the organization. And so the trans transition team was dismissed and they picked their own board to lead the organization. If you're having a hard time following this, you can read this in my show notes. This is episode 202, the reason I'm no longer part of the IABC. And so in our March Training Center Directive meeting, we know that Kevin stepped off. We also know that Ed stepped off, not just president, but also the board. But then the transition team that the trans that the training center directors appointed was dismissed by Kevin, Ed, and Holly. 
They handpicked who they wanted to be a replacement board during the rest of the reorganization effort. Now, on the insistence of several of the training center directors, this handpicked board agreed to ask all the training center directors to select a new board they were willing to follow from among themselves. And so we felt kind of handcuffed. We couldn't do it the way we had voted on as training center director. And so now we're following the leadership of Kevin Hurt, Ed Buckley, and Holly Andrews. And so we appealed to them that can we elect a new board? Uh, to lead us into the future, and a new board was voted upon by the training center directors, which was announced at the annual meeting, and it was held this past August 1st through the 3rd in St. Louis. The new board was installed. The new officers were elected. Now, this new board of directors includes mostly, almost entirely, not entirely, but almost the folks that Kevin, Ed, and Holly handpicked to be part of the interim board. Now, if there's any factual errors to this brief history that I've given you, I'll be glad to add them here in these show notes so that you can use this document as as you wish uh, to understand the history from the late 80s up to where we are in 2019. Now, I want to uh, transition here uh, to my journey with IABC. And here's a few things that I I think will help understand why I left the organization besides all this convolution that I just shared with you and and some things that just don't appear above board that have been going on with IABC. I want to share my journey with them that will give you a little bit more light. I have never taken any exams or done any other prerequisite work to be part of IABC. My membership began, this is why I said earlier, my own and off relationship with IABC. My membership with them began approximately 2002, maybe 2003. I'm not exactly sure of the date, but I became a member of IABC back in the early 2000s, and I renewed my membership one or two times, and then I stopped receiving notices from the IABC, and so what I did is I contacted them several times over an extended period and said, hey, I got some money. I want to give it to you so I can keep my certification going. And no one ever responded to me. And so my membership lapsed. And so probably from 2004, maybe all the way up to 2017, I never heard anything about them. And so I just let it go It whatever. Uh, if they want my money, if, you know, if somebody, <clears throat> if somebody wants my money, uh, they'll ask for it, and if they don't want my money, well, you know, I don't, I don't know what to do. Drive out to uh, Colorado or wherever and give it to you. But in the spring of 2017, Dr. Daniel Berger, who lives here in Greenville, South Carolina, and I have a relationship with him, and many of you know who he is, he introduced me to Kevin Hurt. Kevin and Daniel uh, at that time were good friends. Now, interestingly enough, uh, Kevin actually asked Daniel to do an investigation of all the things that have happened that I've shared with you from Ed's uh, stepping down from Life Fellowship, church discipline process, the four board members dropping off. Uh, Kevin asked Daniel to do an investigation of this, and Daniel did an investigation of this and found out that Kevin was culpable in these things and was dividing, bringing division to Life Fellowship in Colorado. And I talked with an elder in Colorado at Life Fellowship about this, and he said it's very true. And then the contention between Daniel 
And Kevin became so strong uh, that Daniel uh, tendered his resignation as a member of IEBC back in March or April. He said, I can no longer be part of this organization because they will not search out the whole matter uh, and they will not hold each other accountable for things that are very clear objective by so many witnesses that have communicated such. But anyway, before all of this, Daniel resigning and he and Kevin were friends, and and Daniel introduced me. He said, I want you to meet uh, Kevin, and Kevin's church is in Georgia, not too far from Greenville, South Carolina. And so I met Kevin and Daniel at Starbucks in Greenville, South Carolina. And Kevin and I talked for a, a couple of hours. The IABC made me a member immediately. Shortly thereafter, my meeting with Kevin Hurt, I was made a member And at the August annual meeting, about three months later in Westminster, Colorado, our organization became an official training center for the IABC. And I want you to listen to this. At no point did I take any test, nor did anyone interview me regarding what we teach. Now, you can fact check this if you want to. All you have to do is ask any board member, pre-existing board member, or, or, or former board member or current board member. You ask any board member about our mastermind program, and none of them can tell you about our mastermind program, our training program where we train individuals in biblical counseling. They can't tell you because there was never any accounting for what we did. Now you say, well, Rick, that's so, what about you? Yes, you are exactly right. I knew this, and I thought, well, you know, this is weird. They not only let me be a, a certified biblical counselor with IABC, but they accepted our organization as a trained, training center. No one has ever made a site visit. No one has ever asked a question about what we teach. No one has ever looked at any of our curriculum. They have no idea. And I thought that was odd. But my thought was is that, well, I know that, that we operate with integrity, and I know that we have an outstanding program in my view, and I think it's been affirmed by many people over and over again. And so I thought it was just an anomaly. And so I was I was interpreting how I got into IE or got back into IEBC and how I became a training center. I was interpreting that in a, in a vacuum and that is not systemic of the organization. But based on what I just shared with you in that brief history, what I come to find out is it is systemic of the organization, and that's why I can no longer be part of the organization. But not only that, as I became a training center in August of 2017, Kevin Hurt was my board member overseer. Each board member has so many training center directors that are over them. And from March 2017, when I became a training center, to March 2019, about 18 months later, when all this thing just blew apart, Kevin never contacted me for a monthly meeting. He never made a site visit. He never asked any questions about our training organization. Now, that can be fact-checked as well because there are no email traffic about that, and there are no meetings on the calendar making a site visit or us meeting. And when I shared this to a former board member, he was shocked. He said, I was under the impression that all the board members were meeting with all the training center directors. I was also under the impression that there was a vetting process before you could become a training center director. Now, I have sent over the past few months some very strong emails to 
anybody that would listen to me, training center directors and IABC board members, and I've shared these things. I have admonished them, warned them, appealed to them that we can't gloss over this situation, but I have been labeled by some as being hostile, and I am, I'm not on the right team, and so they basically have not listened to me, and they're, continue, they're glossing over these things. They're not interacting with all this information has been out there for a long time. Daniel Berger has done extensive research uh, on the investigation as he's talked with elders and, and board members and, and Buckley family members and other people. Uh, there's so much information out there, but uh, it is as though uh, they don't want to hear it. And they, it, it seems to be that they're more interested in surviving the organization, resurrecting the organization, rather than dealing with these very clear character issues that are involved with some of the members of or former members of IABC. But Kevin never contacted me for a monthly meeting, never made a site visit, never asked any questions about our training organization. It's for these reasons, all the things that has happened, the history of IABC, my association with them, and the interference of IABC with a local church, Life Fellowship, that I can no longer be part of this organization. I'll give you a brief list of my concerns as to why I'm no longer a part. Number one, lack of documentation. They're not in order of priority. It's just as they came to my mind. Lack of documentation for decisions made during its history. Perhaps this documentation is there. Uh, how they left Oklahoma and became an auxiliary ministry of Life Fellowship, how they uh, arbitrarily moved to Georgia and created a board of elders, and then how Ed and resigned from president and board, and, and Kevin recused himself, and then they came back on and then voted Holly, the daughter, on, and then created their own board to lead the organization. But anyway, lack of documentation for decisions during the ministry. IABC, becoming an auxiliary ministry of Life Fellowship, a clear explaining of, of what that is and, and how that happened. Life Fellowship disciplining Ed Bulkley, which is still resolved. It is a public matter, as I as I said, he has been under the process of church discipline. Church discipline doesn't start at stage three when you excommunicate them, the person. Church discipline, or I prefer church restoration. As I told one of the elders, I like the term church restoration because that is the goal. But of course, if the person doesn't respond, then it is very much church discipline. But that process begins at step one. And so he has always been in a church discipline process. It has just reached stage three recently. Number four, the IABC board not working with Life Fellowship to help our brother, Ed Buckley. And as the elder uh, was told me how sad uh, he was at uh, Kevin, specifically his unwillingness to uh, accept the reality of what they were trying to do and the division that it was bringing to the local church. Number five, all five board members resigning or recusing themselves over these matters. Number six, Kevin Hurt recusing himself and then stepping back as a board member, which replaced our transition team. Number seven, Ed Buckley resigning as president and from the board and then being reinstated, and then adding his daughter, 
to the board so they could handpick a new board. And, of course, as I stated earlier, I read this quote here uh, that you can read about Ed's resignation. Kevin Hurt was very clear that he resigned as president and as a board member. And then number eight, a man under church discipline, and this is interesting to me, a man under church discipline is permitted on the board of a Christian organization to conduct business of that Christian organization. A man under church discipline of a local church should not be allowed on any board, especially a Christian board, to conduct, to conduct organizations. I'm not assessing motive to any of these individuals or to these matters. I'm just sharing with you my experience with the IABC. The most critical issue is our organization's lack, IABC, organization, lack of cooperation with the local church, Life Fellowship. I did speak with one of the elders, and he said they were perplexed, discouraged, and hurt by the IABC's unwillingness to hear what they have been saying all along while working against them in their efforts to restore Ed Bulkley. Because of these things and the current board's lack of acknowledgement, investigation, and active repentance, whether personal or corporate, I cannot be part of this organization and I cannot support any of their future endeavors until there is a public confession, active repentance that seeks to explore reconciliation with Life Fellowship and the other folks with whom they have sinned against, those who spoke to them about these things. Now, how can you respond? Well, one, you can pray for Life Fellowship as they continue to serve their brother Ed and his family. The most important thing here is the local church. We have a high view of the local church a parachurch organization is not greater than the local church. But I would also appeal to you to pray for the IABC, that this new board will right the past sins and restructure themselves in a way, in such a way, that is biblical in all ways. Episode 202, the reason I'm no longer part of the IABC. You have been listening to Life Over Coffee with Rick Thomas. If you have a question for Rick, you can let him know by sending him a note through his website, rickthomas.net. That's rickthomas.net. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your coffee.